Hello and welcome to Build Back Better, brought to you by For the Region. Wales is ranked third in the world in recycling, something for us all to be very proud of. But over a third of our general waste is food, which is an unbelievable thought when so many in our communities are going hungry and struggling to afford food. This is, also has a massive impact on climate change. So what's already happening and what can we do to reduce food waste? Today is the start of Food Waste Action Week, and we're delighted to be joined by a number of organisations who are already working hard to implement change. It's a delight to be here today on our first ever uh, Food Waste Action Week in the UK. Um, my name's Charlotte Henderson, and I'm a programme manager at RAP, working on reducing food waste coming from households. RAP is um, one of the largest environmental charities within the UK, but we also work globally. Um, we work with governments, organisations, as well as individuals to use resources more sustainably. Today is very much about um, getting the message across that wasting food feeds climate change. And I know that a number of people on this call are already behind the work that we're doing and are supporting Food Waste Action Week as well as our work with Guardians of Grub. Hi everyone, thank you so much for inviting Puff and Produce along today. Um, so my name is Claire Stansfield, I am the marketing manager at Puff and Produce um, based in Pembrokeshire. Um, we are a large grower of um, potatoes and fresh vegetables um, and we supply the Welsh retailers um, with own label and our brand last year. Um, we are a strategic partner for Food Waste Action Week um, and I'm looking forward to discussing some of the things that we've done at Puffin to um, help reduce food waste and also share some tips um, to you all on how to prevent food waste at home. I'm Mark Bond. For the last two years I've been coordinating a project, Welsh Government funded but hosted within Pembrokeshire local authority, linked to the, the massive waste and recycling service change that that, that obviously affected every household here in Pembrokeshire. My name's Edward. Um, I'm with Cuthbert Lowell Foods. At our peak, we can deliver pre-COVID around a thousand pallets a day to the hospitality and food service sector. And it just seems a little bit immoral that a too high a percentage of those a thousand pallets end up in uh, end up in food waste bins or food waste bins at, at best. Um, so, so that's wrong. So we teamed up quite a few years ago with RAP. We are signatories to the Courtauld Agreement and we've tried to be as active as we can be with a RAP initiative, Guardians of Grub. So Guardians of Grub is, um, has been developed by RAP with the hospitality and food service sector. And it's a free resource encouraging people to measure the amount of food that's being wasted in the different areas within, um, could be a restaurant or a hotel. So looking at uh, preparation, uh, spoilage, looking at plate waste. And then it's about having some great resources on there. So you're tracking how much and where food's been wasted and then having the resources there to understand what you can do differently and seeing some brilliant um, uh, training resources as well as case studies of what people have done. I think as a, as a sector, it's really about reducing the cost and the cost of the sector is billions of pounds a year in, in terms of the amount of food that's wasted. And I think there's a prime opportunity now to really to use that free resource and to get behind it and think about what you could, 
what or what businesses in the hospitality and food service sector can do differently um, as we're coming out of lockdown. I'm Martin Lewis, and I am uh, the head of corporate responsibility at Bluestone National Park Resort. One of the things that we we've done is we we're in the process of changing all of our menus, uh, so that when we reopen, they will be quite changed from the past and and a key part of the criteria for change is around minimizing food waste so the way that we offer food is going to change completely in terms of anything that you order will be ordered in bit parts so if you want steak and chips you won't get a side garnish of salad and peas with it and you won't be asked if you want them or not you'll you'll be in your menu you'll be presented with the idea that you sort of construct your meal yourself so you will only order a side salad uh, if you want it. And if you want a side salad, you can request just lettuce and onions rather than the tomatoes you'll never eat or whatever it might be. So hopefully that will obviously reduce our time and effort and cost and also reduce the amount of plate waste that, that occurs, which is a key part really of, of what happens. We have, we have about 150,000 guests a year. So, so there's a lot of plates of food being eaten here at Bluestone. So um, we're really um, aware of the fact that we have a, a large responsibility for minimizing that waste. You know, um, we try to ensure it's as tasty as possible so there isn't any waste but but if you get presented with something that you didn't think was on the plate or you don't really fancy you won't eat it also uh, another key element um, of reducing waste through the guardians of grub in particular is our food weighing uh, we're weighing all food um, uh, during preparation time all food during service time and all food waste this is waste uh, all food waste that comes from stores and from um, anything that's spoiled that isn't that doesn't actually reach the kitchen so that we can get a much better idea as to where our waste issue is happening another challenge we faced during covid is uh, food waste which has been uh, incurred due to our customers closing and closing quite quickly without any warning as well uh, so our food waste for the past 12 months you know it's trebled um, we've tried to redistribute the best we can to food banks, etc. Uh, but it's still a major challenge for ourselves within the supply chain, uh, let alone with our customers who've also had to dispose of food in the past 12 months. Our link to local charities and our work in relationship with our community partners at Patch Frame and VC Gallery mean that all of our food waste um, at, at the beginning of the lockdowns and then each time our opening date has been pushed on we've, we've obviously had more waste because food that's you know when every time we have to push on a month there's more food that's going to go out of date in that period so we've managed to it's close to two tons of food now has gone into the local community so we haven't wasted any of that food um, because we've already got those systems in place to be able to distribute food surplus at any time at a drop of a hat. Hello, I'm Tom Lynch uh, from a charity project in Swansea on the High Street called Matthew's House. Um, we set up expressions of giving hope. So Matthew's House is there to deliver hospitality and hope in the heart of Swansea. That's our uh, strap line, you could say. Um, and one of the ways that we do that, so we have six ways of giving hope. And one of them is called our Matt Cafe Project. It's a pay-as-you-feel cafe. Uh, we're part of the junk food project as well. So we support people who are vulnerable, homeless, uh, rough sleeping, struggling with isolation, loneliness, mental health, um, and then the hospitality side of it. So we cook wonderful, lovely 
meals um, with food waste um, as well as public donations. I want to come to you, Charlotte. Um, RAP has initiated this Food Waste Week to raise awareness and to try and um, change behaviour. And you mentioned at the beginning what an impact food waste has on climate change. Can you talk to us a bit about that and why you felt it was such an important issue that it deserves its own Food Waste Action Week? Yeah, I think um, food waste is something that, let's say, 80% of the people in the UK are concerned about climate change, but only 30%, that's sort of one in three of us, are really making that connection between uh, wasting food and climate change. And that's what we've got to shift. Because if you look at food production as a whole globally, it's about 10% of all greenhouse gas emissions that it contributes towards and a third of that food that's grown globally is thrown away. Now, there's amazing stats out there, but we all need to really realise that the fact that 20 million slices of bread are thrown away in our homes every day, and every slice of bread that we throw away is having an impact. And that's something that we can change, and it's something that we can do about, uh, do something about. And that's what Food Waste Action Week is there to challenge. It's there to challenge people to do things differently. Um, Each day of the week, we've got a different challenge, a simple tip um, that people can follow, whether that's looking at how you're storing your products, whether your fridge temperature is right, how you're using your leftovers. And really, you know, start to think differently because every slice of bread, every potato, every piece of chicken, Every single thing that you throw away that could have been eaten is having an impact and we need to start throwing less things away. And I think whether that's in our homes or when we're out of home, we need to start sort of waking up to this and really um, making a change. But we also, in RAP, there's so much work going on, the courthold um, commitment and the great work that the signatories are doing through the courthold commitment and then there's the um the roadmap work as well so there's there's a lot of work going on with citizens um, at home work going on in the hospitality and food service sector work going on with the retailers and also work going on with the producers as well um, and in addition to that redistribution so we work across all of that chain but food waste action week is very much about how do we get citizens to wake up to the fact that wasting food is causing climate change and we need to do something about it and there's easy things that we can do to make a difference because 70 percent of the food wasted in the uk is in our homes um it's not in that supply chain it's in our homes post farmgate and we we need to make that difference in our homes Yeah, that's really substantial. 70% of all the food waste is actually us in our homes. Um, Claire, you said you had some tips for people at home, what we should be thinking about and how we could reduce food waste. That's right. So, yeah, some um, really interesting stats there from Charlotte. Um, And potatoes are actually one of the most um, common wasted um, foods in the homes. I think, um, Charlotte, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's something like 4.4 million potatoes a day are thrown away which is just yeah phenomenal really it's a su- substantial amount of potatoes and yeah. all of the resources that have gone into the potatoes the fertilizers the water the land use it it all adds up it, it does and I think you know we need to understand the reasons why 
um, this is happening in, in consumer homes. And I think, um, you know, initiatives like Food Waste Action Week are really important and really, you know, really worthwhile. And, you know, we take it really seriously at Puffin Produce, which is why we, you know, we are a strategic partner for the week. Um, and I think it's all about, you know, uh, trying to get the message through to consumers about um, how they can reduce, you know, reduce waste and what are the causes for it. For example, um, you know, getting the message across that when potatoes grow sprouts, um, you don't have to throw them away and they're perfectly fine to eat. All you have to do is just knock them off. Um, you know, storage, um, a lot of potatoes are thrown away because they're turned green. Um, but if people understood how to store them correctly. So, you know, in a cool, dark place um, away from light, then they, they won't go green um, and therefore they won't they won't get thrown away. Um, um, potato peel as well, that is actually classed as um, as food waste. So, um, you know, one of our messages for the week, food waste um, action week next week will be um, to try and encourage um, consumers not to peel potatoes and, you know, there are, you know, the health benefits of, of the skin. And if you do peel the skin, then the, there are actually uses for them as well. That's a really good point on the potato skins. I mean, if you don't peel your potatoes, it saves time. Um, and a lot of us are, you know, got busy lives. And the other thing is you've got all that fibre and the nutrients in the skin as well. But I've got my daughter, she, she says, the best mashed potatoes I have at home because you keep the skins on and she loves the skin. She says, oh, that's that's her favourite mashed potatoes with the skins. And it, it's change, it, it's changing that perception of of what you do with the, your, your everyday products and thinking about them differently and not just because you've been brought up to do something one way. And it, it's, it's challenging those and thinking I can do things differently and, and what you can do with them. So whether you... Don't peel your potatoes or you use your peelings to create your sort of your crisps. There's, there's some great product, the great things you can do with those skins. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about like confidence, isn't it? Having the confidence to know mm. what to do with the produce. Um, and it's just it's just really upsetting, you know, to hear that people just throw them away because they didn't they didn't really know what to do with them. Um, you know, people might not know that you can um, freeze mashed potato you can freeze your roast potatoes so all those little things will really help add to the cause of um you know reducing food waste at home as you say it's just changing our mindset about some of these things i mean tom it must make you angry when you see how much food gets thrown away when you're in touch daily with people who haven't got that luxury who haven't got access to the abundance of food when we started we messaged 157 I think suppliers, hospitality sector, companies, businesses, um, all around Swansea asking, what do you do with your food waste? Um, we'd love it to make meals for people who are starving, actually starving. Um, um, we, we waited two weeks. We didn't have one reply, not one reply. That was four years ago. So we, we started off with, we're going to do it anyway. Um, we'll take public donations and go from there. And then all of a sudden we had um, a first Tesco collection as well. So that was what was helped us start up, um, roll on uh, a month or two. And because people could see what we were doing, they thought, oh, actually, maybe not, not reply because everyone binned the letters, I assume. Um, but, oh, they're doing a good thing. So when we asked again, they were like, yes, great. Oh, yeah, we'll support that. Um, so two and a half, three years in, 
um, we were managing probably 30 collections a week. So that's 30 um, individual collections by volunteers who'd go out um, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning before they start work, going out 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at night um, to supermarkets, restaurants, market stalls, you know, all places like that that would have food that we could collect, the stuff that isn't sold at supermarkets, the, the chicken in restaurants that was cooked beforehand, but they've got nowhere to go, so they freeze it and we pick it up. Um, the, the fish in the, the markets, the, the ugly stuff, um, often gets thrown. So um, we'll have stunning fish, but it's just the ugly stuff. Um, but people don't look at the ugly stuff when it's in fish cakes, fish pies, you know, all different things like that. Um, so, yeah, so we collect the food then. Um, and that's what I mean. It's hard work. So it's taken a lot of resource to build a, an army of volunteers. It's a really good PR win for a supermarket to hand over its surplus food waste. And they look very good for doing that. But I suppose it, we need to be mindful of the fact that that is waste that they would ordinarily have to pay to dispose of. And all of the brilliant initiatives that take this food waste on and then use as much of it as possible, the supermarkets have made an enormous saving on not having to dispose of that waste in the first place. And then it might be those places that can't use all of the food waste that they've been given, or that they'll use uh, some, but it will still create more waste. That has to then be disposed of, and that comes at a cost quite often. So I just, I just feel that working with the supermarkets a little bit earlier on because they are generating this amount of waste daily and it's wonderful that people are taking this stuff off their hands but it's they're making a massive saving at the same time and I just wonder where that saving can be reallocated or fed back into some sort of circular economy or that that you know perhaps whatever they would have spent to destroy their waste beforehand might be reallocated some you know a bit more responsibly um because it's a massive saving that they're making that's all with regards to redistribution i think we we do need to be careful not to make a, an industry on redistribution when the actual aim is to is to minimize food waste uh unfortunately it's been a bit of a perfect storm with covid uh it's created additional food waste uh, certainly from food service and hospitality, but the need by default is much greater. Now, I, I don't think we should go into the uh, social impact of COVID too much on, on this discussion, but nonetheless, the, the, the need is there. So, but, but I think in, in kind of normal times, I think we need to recognise food waste is inevitable. Uh, supermarkets, and I'll use supermarkets and restaurants, we do try and, and, and ourselves in, in the supply chain, we do try and ensure we have 100% availability for our customers 100% of the time. So that in itself incurs food waste. And we always find um, even when schools aren't shut due to COVID, we, we supply 1,800 schools within Wales, but schools might be shut because of snow or ice. And then we'll end up with uh, quite a lot of eggs and milk and yogurts, which, which need to be redistributed. But that's not to say, a very valid point earlier, what we have doesn't necessarily suit food banks uh, because of whatever it might be. It might be in catering packs. Um, there's, 
There was a body of work by Rapp and Defra back in May of last year with regards to giving people like ourselves some autonomy to extend best before dates. Now, I think this is another, this, this, this needs to be looked at constantly because we would, and it wouldn't be no different to us and Breaks and Bid Foods and the other wholesalers, you know, we, we'd ask some of our suppliers whether they could extend the date the best before date. And even though it was microbiologically safe to do so, I was surprised and disappointed by quite a lot of attitude to say, well, if you extend the date, then the eating quality will be affected. So it's not a microbiological, nobody's gonna go well, but that pate isn't gonna be quite as we'd like. So there was quite a bit of brand protection there, which I kind of guess uh, I kind of get to a degree, but nonetheless, um, it just seemed to be the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. So with regards to best before dates, uh, continue, a continuation of the work between RAP, DEFRA and the Food Standards Agency on what is acceptable. Um, and again, I think the, the, the industry, whether it's retail or, or food service, are losing a trick with freezing and frozen food. Uh, you mentioned the slices of bread there earlier. Every one of those slices could potentially be frozen, I, I would suggest. And that's kind of more of an education and a change in consumer behaviour with regards to how do you best use your food. Because not, notwithstanding it's going into the bin on the environmental impact, every one of those slices of bread or milk that goes down the sink costs money. Do you think people understand the environmental impacts of food waste that, that um, Charlotte laid out for us in the beginning? To, to a point, at a Welsh government level, we are in pursuit of being the best in the world at recycling. And that is a, a sort of double-edged sword in that uh, if you're really encouraging recycling, then you're giving the people license to just keep buying more and more stuff. And, and you know, you're chasing high targets, you know, so of... <clears throat> Now, Pembrokeshire has achieved such amazing results, you know, an increase of 34% of food waste is now being collected. Um, but that is, is that ultimately addressing the, the whole waste hierarchy? It's brilliant that we're hitting government statistics of recycling, but it's not necessarily deterring people to buy more. Um, and if authorities are trying to push recycling, and like in Pembroke's case, we've done a very good job of that, then we've got to come in really hard with the reduce and reuse stuff. I'll just come in as a consumer and some of that changes to my own lifestyle. So, and it links with my passion to reduce plastic waste that I'm producing. So I've made a conscious effort of buying fresh vegetables that aren't wrapped in plastic waste and teaching myself to cook with as much of that food using mash without peeling the potatoes and different things like that then feeling terribly guilty about throwing anything away during covid loads of people started buying seeds and growing their own vegetables and everything which again sort of gave everybody a whole new respect the amount of effort and energy that goes into producing this food it's taken me a long time to grow these potatoes or these tomatoes and i've had to really love and care for them in order to grow them by Checking them away, I'm just going to be really gutted with myself. At Puffin, on the manufacturing side, like our food waste is actually very low in, in Puffin itself. And any any surplus that we do have goes direct to stock feed. Um, and um, all of the all of my colleagues in Puffin 
are um, taught and told like we should cherish our potatoes. So, you know, if we see one on the floor in the factory, we should pick them up and, and try and find out why it's on the floor. Um, so I thought that was, um, you know, that's quite a nice thing um, internally that we do. Is there something around supermarkets only taking the most perfect looking cauliflowers and the most perfect looking fruits and vegetables? Is there something about ugly food going to waste that perhaps as consumers, we need to be more accepting of the natural form of these Foods. There are um, companies, I think, that are selling sort of wonky veg, aren't there? Well, some retailers do. And I think there's also um, a company called Oddbox. So they take that wonky veg and uh, and it's sold um, as, as wonky veg that might not be as straight a carrot as you want or, or as round a potato. But, um, mm. yeah, I think it's about that re-education. And I think that's something that has been mentioned a few times today is about we need to change our minds and, uh, and, and change what we see as, as a social norm on, on what something should look like or how we cook things or how we prepare things. Um, and I think that's something we need all need to challenge ourselves on, isn't it? And look at what we can do differently. I think there's some, been some really, really good thoughts and discussions shared today, um, whether that's about how we use our surplus food, to what we can do um, within hospitality and food service sector to distribution, um, to actually, you know, the amazing work that's been done in terms of the recycling rates um, within Wales. What we can do as part of Food Waste Action Week is we can all make a difference. And that's a difference in our homes of what we're doing with the food that we're buying. So it's very much about buying the right amount of food. It's about using that food, um, storing it properly and, you know, getting creative. And I think, you know, we've had we've had lots of discussions today about how to get creative with our food. So it's about challenging how we're doing things. Uh, so Food Waste Action Week, follow it on social media. Look at all the hints and tips that are coming out on the Love Food Hate Waste website and also, you know, get involved in the challenge. And we've got, a, um, if you go to uh, Instagram, we've got the Food Waste Action Challenge that you can follow. And, you know, get behind that and there's some great prizes. But we'll also see during the week lots of ideas and tips coming from partners uh, across the UK, such as Puffins Food. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, you know, I think get behind it and make this week a real success. We'll all uh, follow that on social media. That looks like a hashtag food waste action week. And we'll share the details in the links below this video. Um, but may I just finish really by thanking you all so much for being part of today's conversation. I think I've learned something and it's given me a renewed focus on what I can do better. Thanks all very much for your time and thank you for listening to today's conversation. Um, this has been an episode of Build Back Better from For The Region and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye for now.